0: Happy Monday everyone. Today is the 18th of September 2023 and in today's episode I will summarize and explain Monday's trading day, summarize all the economic data released last week and explain what it means for the Federal Reserve and financial markets and we will talk about some more interesting topics. Brent crude continued to move higher during Monday's trading day which added to the concerns that we could see a re-acceleration in inflation this year. Oil continues to creep higher due to supply cuts from Saudi Arabia and Russia and resilient demand. On Wednesday this week, the Federal Reserve is expected to keep interest rates on hold and investors will be focused on the dot plot summary of economic forecasts. Rita Nazareth from Bloomberg wrote in an article on Monday that investors have two main questions regarding the dot plot. The first is whether policymakers will stick with their current forecast of one more 25 basis point rate hike in 2023, and how much the Fed expects to cut interest rates in 2024. In June, the Fed anticipated one percentage of rate cuts in 2024. Robert Teeter, Managing Director of Silvercrest Asset Management, said to Bloomberg on Monday, "...ongoing questions about Fed policy, how high and for how long, almost ensure near-term stock activity will remain choppy, although longer-term investors who take their cue from earnings should have an opportunity to benefit." Bond markets continue to maintain a dissenting show-me stance, that assumes rates will remain elevated well into 2024, despite inflation conditions that have largely normalized, end of quote. With the 10-year yield north of 4.2% and the 2-year yield above 5%, the bond market is telling us right now that it expects interest rates to remain higher for longer. The economic data released last week certainly confirms this conviction. Even though the CPI report for August was mostly in line with expectations, there were strong components that probably worried the Fed. Headline CPI increased 0.6% in August, which is the biggest monthly gain of 2023. Core CPI month-over-month rose 0.3% against estimates of 0.2%. Energy prices were the biggest reason for the increase in CPI. They rose 5.6% on the month, which includes a 10.6% surge in gasoline. Supercore inflation rose at the fastest pace in five months, and the rising core CPI was the first acceleration in six months. Much of the decrease in headline CPI has been driven by falling energy prices, while the sticky part of inflation, mainly services, is still putting upward pressure on prices. What we will see from now is most likely a push-pull between shelter and energy prices. If we combine this with the base effects causing inflation to likely seem higher in the future, we seem to be in an environment where interest rates could stay higher for longer. Remember, the Fed said a couple of months of positive inflation data is only the beginning of what is required in order to be confident that inflation is on a sustainable downward trajectory. When you take into account that the Fed has struggled to make progress with non-housing service sector inflation due to the strength in demand for consumer services, it seems even more likely that we will not get rate cuts as soon as the market currently anticipates. Retail sales rose 0.6% in August, which is a faster increase than July's revised 0.5% gain. This is the fifth month of growth, and it is also clearly above economists' forecast of a 0.2% increase in retail sales in August. Producer prices in the U.S. increased by 0.7%, the highest level since June 2022, and exceeded market expectations of a 0.4% rise. Let us combine the data released last week. Five straight months of an increase in retail sales, PPI rising by the highest level since June 2022, headline inflation month over month at the highest level this year, or at the fastest increase essentially, and super core and core inflation remains high as well. The story that the data currently tells us is not the story of a soft landing but of a no landing where headline CPI year over year could get stuck between a range of 3 and 4 percent while the economy remains resilient and the Fed stays hawkish by keeping interest rates at a higher level for longer than is currently anticipated by the markets. Some of you might wonder why the Fed will not raise interest rates again this week instead of pausing. There are two main reasons. The first reason is the lagged effect of monetary policy. We might not have felt the full effect of all previous interest rate hikes in the real economy yet. Another reason, in my opinion, and even more crucial reason, is that the the U.S. economy is sending us mixed signals. Consumer excess savings are running out. Payrolls are in a downward trend, delinquency rates are rising, and capex spending is slowing. However, at the same time, all the data released last week indicate that the economy remains strong. A clear example of the uncertainty in the US economy is the big difference between Fed GDP forecasts for Q3 2023. Torsten Schlock released a wonderful chart this morning in his daily newsletter called The Daily Spark. The chart shows that the Atlanta Fed currently expects the U.S. economy to grow by 4.9% in the third quarter, the New York Fed expects growth of 2.25%, while the St. Louis Fed expects a contraction of 0.25%. Torsten Schlock, who is the chief economist at Apollo Research, believes, quote, given this uncertainty, it makes sense for the FOMC to keep interest rates on hold at their meeting this week, end of quote. Let us take a look at some data points of Monday's trading day. The S&P 500, as of 1.43 p.m. New York time, rose 0.3%. The Nasdaq 100 is up 0.3%, and the Dow Jones Industrial Average rose 2 tenths of a percent. The Bloomberg Dollar Spot Index fell 0.1%, while the Euro against the Dollar rose 0.3% to $1.0692. The yield on the 10-year Treasury declined two basis points to 4.31%. West Texas Intermediate Crude rose 0.4% to $91.14 a barrel, and Gold Futures rose 0.4% to $1,954.20 an ounce. And last but not least, here are your top three corporate stories. The price of Micron Technology, the stock price, increased after the chip maker was upgraded to buy at Deutsche Bank AG from Hold, with the broker noting that DRAM chip prices had begun to climb quicker than anticipated. Wetbush upgraded the online marketplace Carvana for used automobile purchases from underperformed to neutral. And at a valuation of more than $9 billion, Instacart, once known as Maple Bear Inc., hopes to raise up to $660 million on Monday and start trading on Tuesday. That is it for today's stock market coverage. See you again tomorrow and have a great week.